Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Wednesday post-election hump day. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and through social, I am at Monica Crowley. The email for this show is Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what's on your mind. I'm sure you have many thoughts after yesterday's election day. We're going to cover a lot of that on the show today. But if you want to unload and vent to me, I am here. Not only am I a media personality, not only am I a podcaster extraordinaire, I'm also a psychologist. Did you know that? So you are <laughs> you are more than welcome to open up and vent to me via email at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, today, here we are the day after. We are all over it from the results um, that we are still waiting on a, a whole bunch of them. We will get to that. To my experience voting in New York City, which is a story you will want to hear, trust me, and your emails. So we've got a jam-packed show uh, with all kinds of longer-term trends to where we go from here and my patented scintillating analysis. Remember, at the top of this show, we call ourselves happy warriors, and we are happy warriors. I will always be a happy warrior, no matter what situations we are facing. 
So I encourage everybody to take whatever emotions you have right now, and we've got a lot of them, but take them and try to channel them into being a happy warrior because we're going to need as many happy warriors as possible to fight back and to save our great nation. First up, the Monica Memo. All right, so we needed an extinction-level event. I said this on Fox News. I said this on this podcast. We needed to deliver a knockout blow to the Democratic Party. We needed an extinction-level event. That's what we needed to deliver to the Democratic Party in order to pulverize them and push them into a permanent governing minority for a very long time. We talked about this here on Monday, last Friday, and and I wanted to reinforce that point because we needed everybody to come out in droves in order to overwhelm the Democrats. Unfortunately, we did not deliver that extinction-level event. In fact, we didn't even come close to that. Democrats live to fight another day, but guys, so do we. Remember Reagan's famous question? This was in the 1980 race. He famously asked after four years of Jimmy Carter, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Well, the same question applied this time. Are you better off today than you were two years ago? The answer, of course, was a resounding no. We are poorer and we are less safe. And we, all of us listening to this podcast, we all voted accordingly. We voted on economic rationality. We voted on crime and physical safety rationality. We are rational voters. But on the other side, they're not. On the other side, they are that they worship a different God. How do you like that formulation? That just struck me, and I think it's a hundred percent true. The Democrats, the communists, no matter what conditions their policies, ideology, and agenda deliver and inflict on themselves and everybody else, they will vote Democrat because it is a theology for them, right? So the the other side has removed God. They've certainly removed God from their party and from their agenda, and they've moved to remove God from the country, from the public square, from our schools, etc. During the lockdown, of course, they, they shut down churches. They've removed God because in their mind, you worship the state. So the state then has become their God. And then they have all of these areas of worship, right? So they've got climate change and they they worship Mother Earth and all this other stuff in lieu of God. So it makes complete sense that no matter how bad things get as a result of their policies, these voters will still vote that way. It is a religion. It is a secular religion. It is a theocracy on the left, so again, I, you know, I keep saying this to you when you look at what Biden is doing and what the Democrats are doing, stop looking for a logical reason why. The logical reason is that they have turned their politics, their agenda, the state into their religion, into their God. 
And so when you have a God, the God is generally unquestionable, right? It's unquestionable. It is a supreme being, cannot be questioned, should not be questioned. So you have all of these voters, millions across this country now, that have been indoctrinated in this secular faith. And therefore, they will vote for that secular faith no matter what. No matter whether the the person is senile running from their basement, whether it is a drooling invalid man-child in a hoodie, it doesn't matter. They're, they're blind to everything because they're worshiping the state. They're worshiping the left-wing agenda. It is a religion for them. So I'm not sure you're ever going to get to those people. Are there people on the left that are persuadable? 100%. And we're going to talk about some of these races because actually, you know, we didn't have as great a night as everybody thought and expected and hoped for, but we didn't have a horrible night. We did not. We're going to get to this. We didn't. So there are areas of maneuverability, but you've got to understand that when you're dealing with the hardcore left and you're dealing with these voters, you're, you're not, it's, it's going to take something even bigger, maybe an act of the real God before you're able to open their eyes because they are treating this like a secular religion because to them it's very real. That's exactly what it is. So it's almost like a very hard shell around these people and you're never going to get to them. I mean, again, you could wheel out a dead body and you've got two now in Joe Biden and uh, John Fetterman, literal corpses, and they will still vote for them. Why? Because it is a... Uh, theological. It is a faith-based, not how we view it, but faith-based belief in the state and in the left-wing agenda. It is. It comes from the, the very depths of their soul. So, you know, while we're out here fighting for the country and fighting for the things that made this country great, individual liberty, economic freedom and capitalism, limited government, we're over here talking about policies, things that actually work and deliver for the American people. While we're out there doing that, the left is in the church of the left. You ever see those like old school tent revivals where people are like falling down and because the faith has overwhelmed them, they felt the presence of God. Well, for the left, that's what their agenda is for them. And when you're at a tent revival, you will follow that preacher anywhere because you're following Jesus, you're following God. Well, for the left, that's what the experience is for them. Not with God and Jesus or the pastor, but with the the political leaders that they consider their pastors. Do you see what I'm saying? Joe Biden can be at death's door, and he is. John Fetterman is a drooling invalid who can't even speak. And yet they are their pastors shepherding them along the way of their secular journey. Do you see the analogy I'm making here? So there are big swaths of people in this country who vote Democrat are on the left 
And, and maybe it is now a critical mass in this country. I don't know that yet. And I refuse to give up. We, no, none of us are ever going to give up on this country, obviously. But we've got to deal in the reality that there may be now a critical mass of people who consider themselves on the left, Democrats or leftists, that are in that church of the left that worship the state and will vote for these people and for the agenda, no matter the conditions they produce. Poverty, sky-high prices, being squeezed economically, you're less safe, crime out the wazoo, you can't even walk down the streets without being afraid. All of those things that directly affect your life, which we all thought would be brought to bear in places like New York and Illinois, Chicago, etc., where people would act and vote rationally by saying, I am poorer and I am less safe, therefore I'm going to make a change in my governance. That's the logical read of what should have happened yesterday, right? That's a projection of rational behavior. Why didn't we see it in so many places? Again, because the left now, they will vote routinely for their theology. It doesn't matter who the candidate is. Half dead, no problem. Can't speak, no problem. These voters are reaching beyond the candidate. They're reaching for that secular agenda, that secular faith. That's what they're reaching for. And no amount of dynamic Republican candidate or really strong agenda um, or policy platforms I'm going to deliver for you, none of that is going to be able to overcome that faith-based belief on the left and that worship of the state and the agenda. It's just not going to overcome it. You know how we've often talked about the, the fact that Donald Trump has had for a long time, an emotional connection with the voters, emotional, not intellectual, not even political, but emotional. We've spoken about it here for a long time. Well, the flip side also applies on the left. The left has this emotional bond, not necessarily with its leaders. I don't think most Democrat voters give one wit about Joe Biden apart from protecting him against Republican attacks, or they certainly don't care about John Fetterman. It's not an emotional bond to a person, unlike what it is with Donald Trump. It is an emotional bond to the agenda, which is a transformative agenda. Remember, the left is a neo-Marxist revolution. People always want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. It's just human nature. We're all vulnerable to that. We're all uh, open to it, whether it's the America First movement on one side or the neo-Marxist revolution on the other side. Do you see? It's all like, it's all on a spectrum here of human behavior. So for the left... They are out there worshiping this church of the left. And for them, it's all, it's an emotional draw. They feel that they are in a tent revival of neo-Marxism 
and that's what they worship. So you've got to understand that dynamic when you're trying to make sense of what happened yesterday. And yesterday was a completely bizarre um, election in so many ways. And I, I have a pile of material here in front of me. So bear with me here because I, I don't know how much we're going to get to today. We've got Friday's show as well. We're going to try to get to as much of it as we possibly can. I'm a little disorganized because again, I have a million points I want to make. But the first point I wanted to make was this distinction Uh, between the right and the left, and how we all look at things in a very logical, rational way, the other side is looking at it in a completely inverted kind of way. And not just on the agenda, but the the whole worship, what, what we choose to worship, what we choose to prioritize, what we choose to value. How could anybody vote for Joe Biden or John Fetterman? I know. We can't wrap our heads around it. But what I am telling you is the reason that those two got elected is because you have large swaths in this country that will vote for whomever or whatever, a dead corpse, if it's in service of that theology. Okay, so that is that can explain some of these dynamics. And no matter what we say or do on our side in terms of, oh, well, we've got to put up better candidates, we've got to talk about uh, policy platforms, all of that is true. We've got to raise more money, we've got to have better messaging, all true, all true. But there are now large swaths of this country that are going to be unreachable with those things. That doesn't mean we stop fighting. We've got to fight all day long. We're in a dogfight right now in some of these states. We've got to fight morning, noon, and night because the other side does. But you have to understand that now there are certain people that are unreachable, and they are large segments of the population now. So we have to work even harder to identify and then reach the people who are persuadable, who are not indoctrinated in the religion of the radical left. Okay? So that is my open. Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into some of the specifics of what we saw yesterday, and we're going to begin to delve into what this means for the longer term. All right? Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like the heart, lungs, 
kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, so picking up on my point about rationality and human behavior, um, that Reagan question, are you better off today than you were four years ago? The question applied this time, are you better off today than you were two years ago? The answer, again, a resounding no. And yet that resounding red wave that we had all hoped for and expected did not materialize. But guys, dust yourselves off and focus. This is a marathon and not a sprint. The left is always in this for the long haul, and so should we. We are in a dogfight as of today for control of the House and the Senate. We're going to take apart some positive trends for us, too. It's not all bad. Um, And uh, we've got some real silver linings here. So we're going to have to fight for every win because of what I said at the open. We're dealing with a different dynamic. And I use the church analogy, and I used it because it's accurate and apt, but also because we are in a spiritual battle. Okay, I've said this before on this show. I will say it again. This is a spiritual war. There's something bigger going on here, okay? And we're all just pawns in the middle of this fight. But once you see the spiritual nature of this war, you can't unsee it. This country has changed, as I said in the open, not for the better. But remember that the left has been at this for decades. So it's no surprise that the chickens have come home to roost. There are a lot of factors at play. But that's certainly a big and overarching one, that the left has begun this in the 1950s, started as a KGB operation, and has continued for the last 70 years. So again, when you see this shift that I've been talking about, about the unreachables and the leftist theology, understand that this has been underway now for 70 years. This isn't something that just happened for this midterm election. We've talked about it a lot here. We will continue to talk about it. All right, so let's get into this. If you are angry and disappointed uh, today, you should be. This was not what we voted for. It's not what we work for. It's not what we expected. So where are we? Um, Again, there's much that we don't know. There are way too many nail biters out there than should be the case. Um, And we're going to be following this because we are in these epic fights um, across the country. But let's start with both. Let's start with some good news, okay? Let's start with both Stacey Abrams and Beta O'Rourke, both of whom lost again. They may try again, but these people are now two three-time losers. So I guess they will join the Harvard faculty and fail up like Bill de Blasio. But at least Georgia and Texas won't be led by these insane menaces. 
That's cause for celebration. Another cause for celebration. Nancy Pelosi's political career is over. She's on a plane today going to Egypt for a climate change conference. She's not in Washington. She's not in San Francisco. Her husband, I I guess, was like at death's door just a couple of days ago, and she was like, bye, hightailing it out of there to Egypt because she's toast, as is her Democratic majority in the House. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is no more. She will retire from Congress. She's not going to sit there in the minority. I highly doubt that. So again... Two big causes for celebration. Let's look on the bright side here. We're happy warriors. Now, Republicans do look set to take back the House with a slim majority, slimmer than anybody thought. I was out here talking about 25, 45 seats. The majority might be around 10, maybe 18, if we're lucky, on the high end. All of these races need to shake out, and I'm sure there are going to be lawsuits and things like that. Now, Republicans lost the Pennsylvania and New Hampshire Senate races. Jury is still out on Senate control, so we shall see. We did lose some long shots uh, that we were suddenly confident about right before the election. I'm looking at Washington State with Patty Murray, who's literally the dumbest person. Well, Fetterman now, I guess. Oh, by the way, speaking of Fetterman, I give John Fetterman, um, let's see, they've got to give him a relatively respectful period of time in the Congress. I would say he's going to serve in the Senate for about three months, about three, three to six months. They'll prop him up like Biden. But then after that, quote unquote, respectable amount of time, he's going to step aside to focus on his recovery and you're going to get his wife appointed to succeed him. Giselle Fetterman will be Pennsylvania's uh, senator. She is a complete radical. You know, President Nixon used to talk about communists, whether Chinese or Soviet communists, and he used to say, the men are bad. You know, they're true believers, but the women are even worse. The women are far more radical than the men. Madam Mao Zedong, far more radical than Mao Zedong, who killed tens of millions of people. So you're going to have Giselle Fetterman in there. I guarantee, mark my words, mark this show, November 9th, 2022, Giselle Fetterman will be the senator from the state of Pennsylvania. And, and they're going to do it relatively soon. She was out there. He was making flubs all the time. Oh, you're getting two for the price of one, the old Clinton line, and we will serve in the Senate. They had this planned from the beginning. Okay? So it's going to be Giselle Fetterman in there, and she is really off the wall. She is like, even AOC tends to dress it up a little bit. Giselle Fetterman is just... I mean, an off-the-wall communist. So good luck with that, Pennsylvania. That's what you chose when you selected the vegetable to represent you in the United States Senate. So we still have some uh, outstanding Senate races uh, going on here. Um, But, oh, I want to get back to that. There were a couple of deep blue places we were looking at. And in the end, didn't even come close. I mentioned Senator Patty Murray, the dumbest person in the Senate until Fetterman gets there. Um, We thought that could be competitive. It wasn't. In New York State, our friend Lee Zeldin has conceded the race to that menace 
Kathy Hochul. Now, the point about that is that um, Lee came within five points of Hochul. Usually, Republicans lose in the state of New York by like 20 points. So this was a really big deal. This was a great achievement on the part of Lee. And that five points could be attributable to the number of people, conservatives and moderates who have left New York because it's become such a left-wing nightmare and moved to places like Florida, Tennessee, Texas, Arizona. That five points could have made that difference, but that those five points have left the state to save themselves, and frankly, I can't blame them. But it is quite an achievement. We're going to get to some of these other races in New York as well, because New York is a very interesting case. But Lee came within five points of Kathy Hochul. Not a bad showing whatsoever. I know winner takes it all. I get that. But that in and of itself was a very significant signal achievement. We did get a great new senator out of Ohio in J.D. Vance. Let's listen to Vance as he describes taking his concession call from Democrat Tim Ryan. We've been given an opportunity to do something, and that's to govern. And to govern to make the lives of the people of Ohio better, that's exactly what I aim to do. And because of you, I get a chance to do it. Um, I, I, I got a call from Tim Ryan, of course, about a half an hour ago, conceding the election. It was very gracious. And I appreciate, I appreciate Tim making, making the effort there. Uh, look, I know Tim Ryan. We obviously disagree on a lot of issues. The guy loves the state of Ohio, and I appreciate the gracious phone call. I appreciate the effort that his campaign put in. I think J.D. Vance is going to be a phenomenal senator and really America first and, and driving the bus. Um, it was a disappointing night for other Republicans who were hoping for this red tsunami, including in the U.S. Senate. We may end up with status quo. 50-50, in which case Kamala, God help us, is still going to be the deciding vote, or we might get a one-vote majority. I, I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, Georgia does look like they're heading to a runoff between Warnock and Herschel Walker. Keep in mind that there was a libertarian in that race. The libertarian did what libertarians do and be a spoiler for the Republicans. Um, here is Herschel Walker last night saying he didn't come here to lose. I'm telling you right now, I'm like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I don't come to lose. And, uh, and I told you, he's going to be tough to beat. He's going to be tough to beat, but let me tell you what, he got the wrong Georgia here, don't he? <laughs> Okay, so that runoff is, I believe, the first week of December. So we've got another month of campaigning. Georgia is going to be ground zero. You're going to have every national Republican and Democrat down there from Obama to Trump to you name it, crisscrossing that state, uh, trying to make the win because the balance of the Senate could hang in Georgia. So here we are once again in the state of Georgia. I mentioned uh, John Fetterman out of Pennsylvania. Candidate quality is important. We saw a couple of Republican candidates, just not all that great, and they went down. Um, but apparently that only applies to Republican candidates in terms of quality, because uh, Democrats, as I mentioned, for those reasons at the top of the show, Democrats will vote for a vegetable. Here is John Fetterman making no sense whatsoever at a rally on Monday night. Who do you think is going to stand up on the side of working in America versus those that chose to, to, to send all that 
overseas. You are. So tonight, tonight is the bargain for all of you that I have to make all of you. And yet... He is now the incoming United States Senator from the state of Pennsylvania. Boggles the mind. He will be there, like I said, for a couple of months, and then it will be Giselle Fetterman, and buckle up for that. Okay, another huge story is that Republicans had massive historic success in the state of Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. Florida is the future. Florida is the roadmap for the Republican Party. This will be the first time since Reconstruction, Reconstruction, end of the Civil War, that Florida will not have any Democrats in statewide office. Florida is not a swing state anymore, guys. It's red, and not just red, but deep red. Ron DeSantis defeated Charlie Crist by nearly 20 points. Complete blowout. Miami-Dade County, which has long been this Democrat stronghold in South Florida, went for Republicans. I mean, that is unbelievable. So did Palm Beach County, which was a longtime Democrat stronghold. It is unbelievable, the revolution that Ron DeSantis has led in the state of Florida. And so much of it hangs on the Latino vote. The Latino vote is coming to the Republican Party in droves. Not everywhere and not enough, like in the Rio Grande Valley, Myra Flores, who won a special election earlier this year, she lost. I mean, you would think that the border issue down there would have driven people like crazy to Republicans. We're making progress, but it's, you know, you got to be patient about this stuff. But when you look in the state of Florida and you see Cubans and other Latinos who have come from socialist countries, they're like, nope, we're done with that. We're voting for Ron DeSantis. He led that revolution there. And yes, it is a, a national trend. And we'll talk about that if we don't get to it today. We'll deal with it uh, either Friday or, or next week. But because there are some very positive trends long term for Republicans, but in the state of Florida, it showed itself to almost to, uh, to the extreme. I mean, no Democrat saw this coming. Miami-Dade, Palm Beach County, no one saw this coming. But DeSantis saw the trend He governed with great competence, great wisdom, great rationality, and kept Florida free, right? So he delivered in concrete ways, and it redounded to his benefit in a big, big, big way. I mean, I think Democrats now, they've got to write off the third biggest state in the union now, Florida, gone. Remember, it was just a little while ago, Florida was the center of the electoral map, no longer. Oh, and Ohio, too. Ohio, we got J.D. Vance. Um, there, Ohio used to be a big swing state where they, the entire fulcrum of the country was balanced. Well, now Ohio and Florida are deep red states, and that is all to the good. So let's hear a little bit from Ron DeSantis from last night. Here he is uh, talking about how they produced, he and his administration produced historic results for Florida. People have come here because our policies work. Leadership matters. We refuse to use polls 
and put our finger in the wind. Leaders don't follow, they lead. We set out a vision. We executed on that vision and we produced historic results. And the people of this state have responded in record fashion. Absolutely, Ron DeSantis. Here he is talking about Florida is where woke goes to die. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers. And we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Well, that's right. Ron DeSantis stood up to the woke mob and will never cave to them. And it just shows when you've got a Republican leader with backbone on this stuff, they will get rewarded by the voters. And then finally, here is DeSantis talking about how Florida is on the right track. Now, while our country flounders due to failed leadership in Washington, Florida is on the right track. So Governor DeSantis, uh, obviously with huge momentum, a nearly 20-point win in the state of Florida, and that, that Florida story is blowing everything else out of the water. Republicans also picked up some congressional seats. Anna Paulina Luna and Corey Mills both won Democratic seats in the state of Florida. So uh, Florida, not just at the gubernatorial level, but also at the uh, congressional level as well, deep red. Republicans also flipped a seat in the state of Virginia. Elaine Laura, who was a member of the January 6th committee, lost to Republican challenger Jen Kiggins. And coming back to New York, while Lee Zeldin didn't win the governor's race, he did, because he came within five points of Kathy Hochul, he did help bring Republicans across the finish line in the state of New York, which could in the end be part of the decisive factor in a Republican majority in the House. Isn't that crazy? That New York, and some people are looking at some of these California races as well, that it might in the end come down to Republicans flipping blue seats in places like New York and California to secure that GOP majority in the House. How wild is that? Democrats, for example... Um, have lost all four congressional seats on Long Island in the state of New York. I mean, Long Island, New York, you're talking about the suburbs of New York City, and it had always been deep blue. Well, all four congressional seats on Long Island went Republican. One huge Democrat defeat in New York is Congressman Sean Maloney, who is an soon to be was, the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC. That's huge. He lost to Mike Lawler, a Republican. I mean, that was gigantic. Okay, so there are some relatively positive trend lines in this really bizarre election. When we come back, I want to talk about the dogfight in Arizona and what went down there. And I'm also going to share with you my experience voting in New York City, which... 
you are not going to want to miss. I promise you that. All right, before we do, guys, listen up. It's time to make your health great again as we get closer to the new year. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they've got to start by taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, and alcohol. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there is a simple, all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals that are clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps to restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boosts your energy levels, and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in the United States. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited, so head on over to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll-free at 800-282-1757 right now to order Liver Health Formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Today is a day to catch our breath and fight back. We do have a dog fight going on in the state of Arizona. Carrie Lake running for governor and Blake Masters running for the United States Senate. Again, the Senate hangs in the balance. Um, we need every pickup we can possibly get. And it may come down to Georgia. We mentioned Herschel Walker in a runoff with Warnock. Uh, that's going to be the first week of December. But turning back to Arizona, you know, there were these huge problems in Maricopa County yesterday um, with the voting machines. And there were points in time where you had 20% of the vote tabulators not working, not working. I mean, guys, you know, come on, you've had two years to fix this and you can't fix it. 
how is it that Florida has three times as many people as Arizona, and yet Florida could count all of its votes in one night, and Arizona is out there still counting? That only happens when you want to cheat, okay? Anyway, Arizona is ongoing, and, you know, a couple of things about this. First of all, uh, the Democratic opponent for governor, Katie Hobbs, basically ran from her basement too. Again, my point at the top of the show about how Democrats treat this as a theology and will vote for anybody or anything as long as that person claims to champion their theology. So Katie Hobbs never came out, didn't debate, uh, barely spoke. And when she spoke, she sounded like a little girl like that, like Christine Blasey Ford, like that. Everybody was shocked when she finally spoke, like, what the heck? This is a grown woman? Come on. But again, you've got big, big chunks of the population in Arizona and elsewhere that will vote for the church and the person representing the church rather than the individual and the policies, right? So uh, Katie Hobbs, is the current Secretary of State of Arizona. Secretaries of State in our states oversee elections. So Katie Hobbs, the Democrat running for governor, the current Secretary of State running this election. I mean, rarely have I seen a blatant conflict of interest like this, but Arizona let it go, and now we're in this mess. Now, it does look like We may not know the results of Arizona until Friday. We're going to get a um, big voter dump again later today. And then they're saying Friday, you may have a final final count. So we may not know. But again, uh, Florida, with three or four times as many people as Arizona, managed, managed to get all of their votes counted and reported. And yet Arizona and other states cannot do this. It is embarrassing for this country. But then again, it happens where they want to cheat. Um, So here is Carrie Lake on some of the shady stuff that went down yesterday in Maricopa County. Listen. Another election run by a bunch of clowns, and we're not going to take it anymore. We will restore faith to our elections. Maricopa County has screwed us over once again, and they can call me whatever they want. Incompetency, I hope there's been no malice involved. I know there's been incompetency but we will be restoring faith. Well, she's absolutely right. And part of her platform was, if you elect me governor, we're going to clean up the voter rolls in the state of Arizona. Another reason why the left has worked maniacally to try to to defeat her because she's going to make it more difficult for them to cheat and steal elections. Here is Carrie Lake also talking about the stakes of this election. We don't have to have elections run this way. We switched from a Republican area to vote. We came right down into the heart of liberal Phoenix to vote because we wanted to make sure that we had good machines. And guess what? They've had zero problems with their machines today. Not one machine spit out a ballot here today. Not one in a very liberal area. So we were right to come and vote in a liberal area. they got to fix the problem. This is incompetency. I hope it's not malice. But we're going to fix it. We're going to win. And when we win, there's going to be come to Jesus for elections in Arizona. There's going to be a come to Jesus. Come to Jesus moment. Indeed. Indeed. Look, I think in the end, she and Blake Masters may very well pull it out. And it really demonstrates yet again how every vote counts. Every legal vote 
For the Democrats, it's every legal and illegal vote counts, right? This is why we need people like Carrie Lake in office, because they're going to clean it up, at least to the extent that they can. Keep in mind, though, that Democrats are always thinking 10 steps ahead, and they're always thinking in the future. And because they control all of our institutions, which is a subject we're going to talk about either later in the week or next week, because this is a biggie, but because they control everything, they can get away with it. This is why you need people like Carrie Lake standing up saying no. She might be one person, but at least she's one person exposing it and fighting back. So I do think in the end, I am hopeful about Arizona. That is my birth state. I was born at Fort Huachuca, Arizona. My father was in the U.S. military and the Army. I was born on that Army base. So Arizona means a lot to me, and I want to see Carrie Lake and Blake Masters pull these races out. And it does look relatively positive, but keep praying on it, okay? Um, I do want to say, you know, part of this is that we set our our expectations so high going into this race, and I was guilty of that too, talking about red wave, talking about the red tsunami, all of that. I called for an extinction-level event, which was necessary, but didn't materialize. So that's part of the source of our disappointment, The other is that, you know, like I said, we've got big chunks of the population now that are far left and will vote for the far left candidate no matter what. And no matter what uh, damage they're inflicting on the country or on they themselves personally, it doesn't matter. It is a cult, right? It's a cult. I talk about the church of the left because I I wanted to cast it in um, these kinds of spiritual terms, That's how they view it. But really, it's a cult. So you guys, you also have to keep in mind that this is a result of decades of indoctrination. Every demographic group went Republican, except for one, voters under 30. They voted for Democrats by 28 points. So, you know, I talk about this on the show all the time, about the long-term communist strategy to indoctrinate the West. It worked. This began in the 1950s. Remember when I talked about the KGB operation to infiltrate the United States and destroy us from within by grabbing control of the major pillars of American life and society, the things that kept the country up? Academia, the culture and the news media. And so this has been going on for a long time, and it's worked, and it is working. They got the kids. This is what communists do. They grab control of the kids. Once they have control of the kids, you know, they've got locked-in voters for a long time, and that means locked-in power. Guys, consider this. Look at Kentucky. Kentucky is a largely Republican state. Rand Paul won big again last night. But they had a vote on whether to amend the state constitution to say that abortion is not a right. That lost 52 to 47%. Abortion was a bigger issue than most people wanted to think it would be, including me. Abortion loomed pretty large. So there are a lot of people in this country that want the right to kill babies. That, that is just a political truth. Uh, in Montana, 
you had a majority voted against the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, which would have required doctors to provide medical care to infants born alive after attempted abortion procedures. Montana is a deep red state, and they defeated that. Okay, In Missouri, voters passed a referendum to legalize marijuana. So there will be a lot of finger pointing and blame uh, to go around, and we're going to need to regroup and re-strategize after all of this. But remember that all of these problems that Republicans ran on, crime, immigration, inflation, all caused by the Democrats. But bashing the Democrats clearly wasn't enough to deliver us a wave. Again, we do have some good news. We're going to have the House so we can stop the Biden legislative agenda, stop all of this crazy spending. We may have a 50-50 Senate, or we may have control by one or two. We'll see about that. But at least we've got control over one House to stop the madness. But remember, just attacking them on policy is not working. It's not working, again, because you've got, you've got this faith-based mania on the other side that doesn't listen to the rationality, doesn't listen to the concrete proposals on crime, the border, immigration, gas prices, inflation. They don't care about any of that. They're blind to it and deaf to it. And I want to make one uh, final point here, okay, because this is a biggie. Uh, frankly, you know, the results from last night weren't as great as we thought, but they weren't bad either. And I think maybe in some ways they were actually kind of good given the context. The context is that never before has every single institution in this country been controlled by the left. I'm talking about the propaganda press, the culture, movies, television, music, academia, all the way down from collegiate, all the way down to kindergarten, unions, public employees, law enforcement, federal agencies, major corporations, Wall Street, nonprofits, many of the churches, the military. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just, we've talked about this a million times, how the left has its tentacles everywhere. So never before in American history, has the left been so deeply and explicitly aligned with these institutions controlling them as now? So there was nothing typical about this election. It was weird in a lot of different ways. But frankly, it was a miracle that we did as well as we did. So while we're bellyaching today, and there's a lot to complain about, don't get me wrong, we're disappointed and we're angry, Frankly, given what we're up against, given how every institution in this country is arrayed against us, it is, frankly, a miracle we've done as well as we have. So there is a blessing in that. All right, when we come back, I'm going to tell you in our final moments about my experience voting in New York City. You're not going to want to miss that. First, though, Obviously, inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, and our savings. And all of this irresponsible spending from the left just continues to make the problem worse. This year, we have witnessed almost every kind of negative economic impact, from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away, especially now. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text Monica to 
888-898-898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month by Black Friday, you will get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold Group can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your hard-earned savings. Text Monica to 989-898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Text Monica to 989-898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every single purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, in our final moments here, I want to share uh, what happened to me in New York. I do want to say I've got tons more I want to get to, and we're going to have a big show on Friday with more on this and going into next week because I literally last night and this morning wrote reams of notes of things and thoughts and, and ideas that I wanted to bring to you today. Didn't get to nearly any of it. <laughs> just very top line stuff today, very important stuff, but uh, just put a little dent in everything that I want to bring you. So you're going to want to be here for the next couple of shows well into the future because we're going to really unpack what's going on here. Um, I just wanted to share what happened to me yesterday when I went to vote. And yes, I know I'm in New York City. I'm in New York State. It's horrible. It really is so bad. It's so bad. And four years of Kathy Hochul, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just not sure the state is going to make it. Um, but I want to tell you, so I went to vote in Manhattan and uh, it wasn't packed. You know, presidential election years, the lines are like down the block it wasn't anything like that. There was no wait. There were people in the in the uh, voting area, but it, no lines really. So I went up to my table, and there are two older women sitting there. So the first woman I approached just to sign in and let them know that I'm there to vote, and she pulls up my name and she asks, "Is this you?" She turns around the little computer, "Is this you?" And it was me. And I had my driver's license out, and I said, "Would you like to see my ID?" And she said. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, put that away. So they literally demanded that I put away my ID. There is no showing any ID in New York City and frankly, New York State, unless upstate is different, but nope, can't show your ID. And they wanted me to put it away right away because if other people saw me taking it out, they'd have to look at everybody and they didn't want that. So boom, my driver's license goes back into my wallet. Now there's a second woman sitting there and she's the one who hands you your ballot. And they put, uh, the ballots in New York are long, and she takes it and puts it in a long plastic folder for privacy. She says, she puts the ballot in the folder, she hands it to me, and she says, go over there to one of those privacy little areas with your special pen and fill out the little bubbles, and then when you're done, you're going to take your ballot to the computer, and you are going to feed it through. I was like, great, I've done this a million times, right? No problem. So I take my folder, and I go over to the little privacy area, and I open up the folder, and what do I see not one but two ballots 
Now, there are piles of ballots sitting there, so it could have been an accident. I don't want to accuse this woman of anything. It could have been an accident. The ballots could have been stuck together. She was an old lady. Maybe she didn't know. But there were two ballots in my folder. Obviously, I filled out one. I voted for my friend Lee Zeldin. I voted for my uh, other friend, Joe Pynchon. My other friend, uh, Michael Henry, is running for attorney general here in New York. They all lost. But I registered my vote, and I voted for them proudly. So I fill out one ballot, and I take the second ballot back to the table. And I handed it to this woman, and I said, you handed me two ballots. You wouldn't want people cheating, would you? And she went, oh, no, I could get in trouble. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe not get in trouble. It could have been an honest accident, but then again, you know, if if a lot of honest accidents are happening, people could easily feed as many ballots as they wanted through those machines. Nobody was really watching the machine. I had one guy uh, come up to me, a poll watcher, you know, as I was in the in mid process, but you know, they can't watch everything all the time. So how many people double voted in New York city? I have no idea. I don't know. All I'm telling you is this is what happened to me. And if I had wanted to vote twice, I probably could have, I probably could have gotten away with it. I, I don't know. I mean, I would never in a million years, because I'm not a Democrat, I would never cheat. But, you know, if this kind of quote-unquote mistake was happening to me, I mean, can you imagine what was going on elsewhere in these deep blue areas, New York, Philly, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit? I mean, who knows? But this is what had happened to me. I took a picture of both ballots, my filled out one and the second one that I turned in, and I posted it on my Instagram so you can see it if you go to at Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram. There are a couple of pictures of me after I voted, and then you'll see the two ballots there. Um, election integrity is a really critical uh, aspect to all of this. And of course, we will continue to cover all of that on this show. We're, we're not going to let up one bit. The left certainly doesn't, and neither can we. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for being here and for checking out our terrific sponsors. We all really appreciate that. Buck up, you guys. Chin up. Big smiles. We are happy warriors. I will see you right back here on Friday with more post-election post-mortem and a special Veterans Day show, too. You know, Friday is Veterans Day, so we're going to talk about it right here and honor our military vets. Don't miss it. I'll see you then. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.